How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Surfstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going today, Dave? You tell me. <laughs> well, it's not that it's it's going all right, I guess, because you have internet. But I would say less all right because you didn't have internet. Is that yeah? Fair to say? Um, I'm gonna try and briefly recap the conversation I had with Jake a little bit ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I didn't have internet this morning, and we were planning to record. And I was like, oh, there's a Verizon outage. I called it in. They said there's an outage. And it'll be done around like two. Cool. Let me dick around, buy some time, and then I'll check back around two. And then I did. And they're like, hey, the outage will be going until uh, seven. So I was like, hey, can I speak to a representative, please? Because I would like some information of why it jumped five fucking hours mm-hmm. and why it's still an issue. And then when they looked into it, they're like, oh, hey, uh, you don't have internet. We discontinued <laughs> your service. I'm like... Gee, why is that? <laughs> so I called earlier in the week to plan to discontinue service because I'm going to be moving in about a month. And I gave them the date of when I was going to be moving. Mm-hmm. They fucked up or I fucked up considerably or maybe there's some miscommunication. But they turned off my fucking internet, didn't tell me, told me it was a part of an outage, which apparently there was. But also it, they didn't. Too many hoops and barrels. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just seething from the tits and <laughs> railing into ISPs being a whole bunch of shit and their pra- business practices being predatory, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we haven't had an ISP episode. So that was why we, we figured like, okay, we got to start recording. We got to get this where all this is raw emotion. There's like a couple things in, in the story that are weird to me. Like one, I've very, very infrequently had outages with verizon that lasted anywhere near that long yeah it's usually like an hour it's it tops yeah like two hours is really outside of like the average range usually it's just like a blip and most of the time i didn't even have those issues i actually had a pretty good overall experience with verizon compared to other isps um but of course i was also spending a lot of money on it and it was literally fiber and you know a lot of things were in our favor um but yeah absolutely like calling in the morning and having an outage go until that night sounds like somebody was just trying to be like ah get them off the, get them off the line right uh one customer reported technical issues in your area so site-wide outage i guess <laughs> five hours from when you called that's when it'll be done okay bye have a good day <laughs> i mean that literally seems to be what the automated system was doing uh-huh um but I mean, like, I gave them information to verify my account. Like, it wasn't just, hey, what's your zip code? Here's what it is, fucko. They yeah. said, who are you? And I said, I am this person. And they're like, this is what it is. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing that's upsetting is they, in general, they don't have visibility. So I have to just eat the shitty end of the stick that's covered in shit. Because mm. you're taking a stick and poking it in shit. And then you're hitting me with the stick. My right. mouth's open because I'm saying, please stop hitting me with the stick. Right. I don't think I've ever heard that specific analogy for ISPs, but some very close to it. So it works really for a lot of different scenarios. You should try using it, honestly. <laughs> um, but I know you have Comcast where you're at, and when yeah. I'm going to be moving, I will also be subjected to Comcast. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a good ISP. Um, Not like... Not like public ISPs. I know that some cities and towns actually go private with it and they just provide it for like their own service. So like um, Lancaster, for instance, in Pennsylvania, like did start rolling out fiber 
and they were contracting a company to do it. But like the initiative died at some point during the pandemic. And I was like, hmm, okay. I wouldn't have gotten anyways where we ended up, but uh, I was a little disappointed at the time because you know, that close, this close to greatness. Yeah, that would have been pretty good, pretty nice. I know those local providers can be better with it, um, but the old uh, mom into, and like, pop string and cup businesses yeah <laughs> right <laughs> they like they they drop the uh the internet off in the morning and like a milk carton <laughs> and you're just like all right here you go good for the day you wave i think that guy's fucking my wife <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, uh. the other thing i want to just get off my chest is like is right before hair? we started recording oh. with hmm? uh. <laughs> <laughs> um was around how if you try to like cancel service or do something else mm-hmm. that would trip. save you money regardless of what it is they put so many hurdles in the way whether it be like oh it's a mail-in rebate okay why didn't you just make it cheaper in the first place right oh hey um i have to order some medication for my eyes again and i stopped it temporarily because i'm like this is expensive the eye doctor mm-hmm. forgot about me fuck him i don't need it and then I went in, he's like, you're going to go blind. It's like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> so the brand name medication from this company is fairly expensive. Right. Oh, but don't worry. You can call in and get like a coupon code to use for their products. Okay. Do you see the issue? Yeah. yeah. It's, hey, why isn't it cheaper in the first place? Uh, because not everybody's going to call in. Because they don't make this information publicly available. Because they want your money. They don't give a fuck about you. And ISPs operate the same way. And right. so does like the gym. I tried to cancel my gym membership. I was like, hey, I'm going to be moving. They're like, oh, you're going to have to come in and talk to somebody. I'm like, I will just cancel the charges. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. I'm not paying you any more money. Right. And they're like, oh, okay, we can cancel for you. I'm like, interesting how your tune changed magically on the phone when I told you I wasn't going to do the thing you asked me to do. Right. And it's stuff like that where like they put these imaginary things in the way because people are non-confrontational. Not me, as you can tell from the sound of my right. voice. No, very passive. Um, but, and then people get subjected to it, and then it just sucks. But like they just assume that's just oh, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Non-confrontational. Always yell known. at your local businesses. <laughs> <laughs> also known as uh, submissive and bread bull, I think. Is bread bull? Is that it's supposed to be said? Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's. It's a crappy it's a crappy industry. It does seem like everything's basically going the way of the subscription service and like what you're describing falls into it. I think like introductory rates. I mean those have been around for forever. Like literally since cars, right? Zero down for 30 months or whatever. Yeah. And then do this cars but do like it too. Yeah. It's like it's an extension of capitalism, but I mean it's it's there is an there is a bit of um anti-consumer maliciousness attached to like everything you're describing. They want to keep you there with that recurring payment, increase it if they can only keep it down. If you're, you know, raising a fuss about it. Um, Yeah. Are you familiar with auto renew subscriptions? Yeah. That's where they just take your money because you forgot to set a reminder to cancel something. Yeah. Cool. You now have another year of charges from OkCupid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean like i actually have um so I, I have a spreadsheet where i keep track of my monthly bills and i have a section for all of the uh recurring subscriptions just so i can keep track of them because like so much feeds into it now i've got like patreon on there mm-hmm. for like two people um uh when i was playing final fantasy i had that you know those are recurring 15 15 dollars we had like the adobe family plan so we can use Photoshop and that's like 13 bucks or something like that. Um, obviously there's phone bills or whatever. And like all of this stuff just adds up and it's really easy to add just one more thing to it. It's like, Oh, do you want, you want PSN? Do you want to like play with other people when you're on the PlayStation? I'm like sometimes mostly no, but sometimes. And so occasionally yeah, I got a card for that one actually, rather than doing the subscription. Um, but then there's Nintendo, right? And Nintendo's is basically free, though. It's close. It's very cheap. It's likely... I I mean, it's probably going to go... Well, actually, it has gone up, but it's gone up for the expanded service, right? If you want to, like, have access to their virtual catalog. 
Um, Which makes sense because like that is then games as a service. They're providing like a library of content. But just for like the online services, it's like I get an email once a year. It's like, hey, are you always like 12 bucks? It's like, oh, you can have that. I don't. It's oh, 12 yeah, bucks. It's, it's very, very cheap comparatively. And then Xbox is like, hey, you want to play games with friends for our shitty new Halo? Uh, that's going to be at least $15 a month. Uh-huh. And you're like, what? How is it that expensive? Right. It's a Nintendo shitty netcode. Um, <laughs> yeah, it saves them so much money, actually. It's just PlayStation and Microsoft are so expensive because their online is good. Oh, because the netcode's perfect, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never had an issue with a Halo 2 host. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's it's something like I, I found I wasn't paying attention to, and then I needed to start paying more attention to because that really... I mean, we're a non-financial information podcast, but that does impact your take-home, right? You know? At the end of the month, you're making this much money compared to this is how much you're spending. And if you've got like 50 recurring subscriptions, that is the real avocado toast of our generation is like the subscription services. I mean, just having the ability to recurringly order things. Well, yeah, I mean, ordering things, I feel like is more concrete, though, because I used subscribe and save for a long time. We canceled it when we moved because we wanted to reevaluate what we were actually grabbing and. A full like 12 pack case of 300 milligram energy drinks like every month that we had so many excess of was too much <laughs> so we're like okay maybe we take a little bit of a break um but you know entertainment things i think um other subscription things that you couldn't just normally fit under utilities umbrella right because you're like obviously pay for electric water internet things like that but then there's like everything else yeah i mean convenience is like a, a really big selling point for our time and generation uh-huh there's just there's a whole lot you can be like i'm gonna click some buttons and done i've transferred money for purchases of either goods or services and yeah. i didn't really have to do much for it yeah i just have to give away information and money <laughs> <laughs> i think it's been literally at least a year since I've interacted with physical money in any way. Like, I just haven't touched paper, basically. Oh, paper. No, no, no. I'm doing the Scrooge McDuck style. Ah, okay. Your coins. Just yes. throw them at the, the Arby's attendant <laughs> as you drive by. <laughs> I have steps up to my apartment. So it's like where you initially kick up the shoes and then like immediately steps. Uh-huh. Um, it's just hard to get up sometimes because of all the pennies, you know? Yeah, right. But getting down to the mail, whew. It's basically a slide. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. You're right though. A lot of it is convenient service stuff. Like um we got a um uh uh like Google Nest smart doorbell cuz there was no doorbell uh to the house. There was actually like a battery powered one that they hadn't installed and like it wasn't mm-hmm. con- configured yet and I was like it was like an old style, just literally a chime. And I'm like, that's cool. And I just like took the screws out of the wall and I'm like removing the mounting bracket and stuff. Um, and like smart doorbells, freaking great. Like, I I don't know. It, the novelty of it has not worn off on me yet. Like I get, a, I get a phone notification when it detects somebody in front of the home. It'll tell me if there's a package there. If they literally is just like a person with a package is approaching, a package was left at the door. They tell me if the package is removed from the frame. Um, and then it uh, will actually jump in the history to where events happen. So it's not constantly a recording, but if it detects motion, then it like records that little section. So you can just be like, okay, this event and then that event and then that event. Um, Interesting. It's so I wonder cool. What the- how this would translate to like a modern day equivalent of like, hey, I got your sausage pizza right here. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you can also just... Oh, he's left. Okay. <laughs> the other cool thing is like you can just activate the um so like I have a Wi-Fi mesh throughout the house, so it's like all on Wi-Fi. And I can just look through the camera whenever I want. Just be like, okay, what's at the front door? What's the weather look like outside? Boom. You know, I don't have to go to a window anymore. That was that was a decade ago or two decades. The windows ago. are now uninstalled. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, son. <laughs> um, 
But this relates back to that subscription service because Google's like, hey, if you pay $6 a month, rather than just like three hours being able to go back in time and view events for the last three hours, um, it's like 30 days. So if you really want to track all of that stuff or you want to do more alerting and more stuff in their ecosystem, easy. $6 a month, not that expensive, but it adds to every other subscription, right? This is just a number that's continually growing higher. Uh, I'd say do it. Honestly, like it'll give us podcast content ideas. (laughs) Sort of this package? Yeah. And you walk some steps? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Then you walk back down to his car. Oh, classic. (laughs) I do get two events whenever a package is dropped off, at least, because there's the person who drops it off, and then it's like this super wide angle lens. So even if the package is right next to the door, um, it does to register an event when I go out to grab the package. It's like, hey, person detected. I like that it does a wide shot in the case of like the package is the bait to get you outside, and there's someone uh, like, you know baseball bat with the bat yeah. <laughs> just just outside of frame. Uh, the other thing they offer actually is. Um, uh, face face detection on the six. I almost said facial detection. I was like, that's probably different. <laughs> um, for the six dollar a month subscription, so it'll say like, uh, Jake's at the front door, or like Dave's at the front door, or whatever, and you can like literally hook it into their event system. So do you, I assume you have to register the face? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it has okay. to be like a known, um, known person. Yeah, I, if I can make a different face every time. <laughs> I should be just able wear to a tell. mask. Oni detected. You know, like, what? <laughs> it's a demon. <laughs> no, that is cool though. Like I really did enjoy facial recognition back in the days of what was it? The Android tablet. Mm-hmm. Back in college, and then I yeah. never used it again. <laughs> right. I even took it off my phone. I was like, nah. In the in the off chance I took a nap and somebody just put my phone up to my face, <laughs> right? You can see the dumb photos I've taken. You're just sitting there drooling, and they're just like, I right, line it up, <laughs> blocks out the drool briefly. Like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do want to circle back briefly just to say, like, there is a difference between opting into a subscription service uh-huh. where it's an opt in, where like, hey, it'd be more convenient for you. Is something you want versus right. something that's either like imposed upon you trickily being all shady or if they try and pay gate something where it's hey here's barely anything that's functional do you right. want to pay money then we'll you know allow you to actually do some stuff and then like any type of online dating is usually a good example of that because mm-hmm. like hey you can see pictures swipe left to right uh, do you want to know who swiped on you give us money do you want to swipe more than 10 times? Give us money. Yeah. And stuff like that, where they'll find ways to nickel and dime. Yeah. I'm kind of imagining that is like, I wonder if they could have had that as like a, an industry in some city, some sort of service, which is just like, hey, ladies, I'll pay each of you $15 if you like line up in a row and you say who you're interested in. And then like guys have to come through and they're like, okay, they make it through the list. And then you're just like, all right, guys, now that you've made it through this line, do you want to know who was interested in you? Because you, if you also pay us $15, we'll tell you. <laughs> like, you know, you literally are this person. Uh, that's basically, you know, what these dating apps are. But it's funny to think about that in like a physical space, what that would represent. It'd be like super speed dating, but there's no there's no talking interaction. <laughs> right? there's, there's no interaction. Oh, it's... Man. As the guys are going by, they have to be in like different poses for the different uh-huh. pictures. Pass me the fish. They have one fish that gets passed down the line. <laughs> it's literally like a theater stage, something. They just like put their face through and like there's the fish there. Like the cardboard cutouts of the oh, yeah, people, yeah. something like that. That'd be funny. This reminds me of the James A. Castro bit. Do you know what that's called? I don't think so. Nobody does. That, yeah. that was part of his joke. He's like, you know that thing? It's like a whole body, but it doesn't have a face. Yeah. The thing that you put your head in, do you know what that is? I, I don't have Dang. a name for it either, but they have to have a he, name. He goes on about it for like a good bit and then ties it into the story uh, for the purpose of the joke. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. I think everybody, 
probably the reason the name doesn't seem important is everyone knows what they are once you describe it you're like oh yeah the cardboard cutout where you put your face in it you're like okay yeah i got you i wonder i mean that has to be one of those things that's probably not all countries right well hopefully (laughs) that'd be weird (laughs) it's just like indigenous tribe in antarctica you're like yeah yeah the cardboard cutout with the face thing i know you're talking about (laughs) i'm just curious what other things exist in other countries or just even areas like in the United States where it's like, Oh yeah, this is super normal for us. And then because you've never been exposed to it, you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. The word soda, for instance. It, oh, <laughs> is that I remember local to us? Well, there's an entire map um, for what different States and regions of the United States call soda or pop yeah, or soda pop. pop. Yeah. Like, I feel um, like you're saying soda pop. That's a little, little excessive, right? But that that is the the normal one in some locations. So it's a little weird. Some people also say cola, regardless of whether it's actually like cola or not, because cola is a distinct thing. It is a distinct thing. Like it is a distinct type of beverage. Um, but you can't use that one as a catchphrase. That's the only one that's explicitly wrong. Soda is most correct. Pop is incorrect. Cola is very incorrect. <laughs> well, I guess there's soda water too. Yeah. Which is like a weird cousin of seltzer. Yeah, I guess soda is kind of a catch all for something with carbonation. Yeah. No. Is a beer a soda? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not because that's going to lead to some confusion. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, toss me a soda. <laughs> Did you want a mixed drink? Because um, here, we've just given you a whole bunch of carbonation and some alcohol. You figure it out. That's <laughs> uh, a little bit more. Uh, but yeah. You looking forward to moving? No. What are you going to miss? <laughs> without I'm, without literally telling the listeners where you live, what, what are you going to miss? Um, There's some friends nearby. Friends of the show, Justin and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the closest. Nobody else lives here anymore. So having them in closer proximity, I will definitely miss. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some f- one or two food places in the area. Yeah. But it's not going to be like a make or break. Like we did Mama Wong's the other day. Mm-hmm. And that's for good food. I even had some leftovers for lunch. But I'm sure I'll replace it. Or if I come down to visit here, I'll have it again. It'll be like a nice treat. Oh, yeah. But there's not like a, a major standout. Because mm-hmm. I feel like... I moved here for the sake of being close to a job. And then as things went remote, I was just kind of here. Right. Very much in between cities. So there's not like a a go-to hangout spot. It's just, I'm here. I can drive to stuff. That's the way it was with my apartment prior to moving is it was like, all right, incredibly close to the office. No one's going into the office. The office is literally being closed. Okay, that's not a factor anymore. Uh, what about the friends? The friends have all moved. They actually moved before the office closed. I'm like, oh, crap. should have been paying attention to that. Hey, hey, um, you you have a brunch place that you can walk to. That is true. And I don't think I ever went there when you weren't there. <laughs> so, like, I think I probably went there like three times. Uh, for any listeners, I, I knew the owner, so I would let Jake in. Yeah. Uh, it's a very ex- exclusive club, this brunch club. I don't know the who all those other fuckers were, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, same, same situation. I think, I think like with where you're moving, where I moved, even there's plenty of good food options around. Now, the problem is in my case, the close by food options are things that I do eat, but they're not things I should eat a lot. Like the very closest things are literally Domino's pizza, Eh. which I do eat, but I shouldn't eat it a lot. Um, a Chinese place, which I actually am kind of glad for that. That's nice. Um, a Mexican place, but it was like... I'm going to come back to the Mexican place. That's the next 20 minutes of the podcast. Um, and then literally like a local um, regional convenience gas station combo. Sheets, it uh, doesn't care. I don't know why I wasn't mentioning it. Sheets is not going to tell you where I live. <laughs> um, and again, I shouldn't eat there that often. I mean, those aren't crazy selling points for me, um, but I'm sure the like, restaurants are further. You, you yeah. got to go a little further. These are just stuff that you found nearby as you've been getting settled and like exploring a little bit. 
Yeah, they're like. I'm sure down you guys will find like a restaurant. You're like, this is the spot. Like, yeah. if, when people come to visit, you're like, we're gonna take you to Tiny Tina's over there or something uh-huh. like that. <laughs> or maybe yeah. it is a Domino's. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably occasionally Domino's, but I do want to try some of the restaurants. There's some. I need like one good authentic Mexican place. Breaking into the 20 minute rant. The reason for that is because we tried this local place, and I went in. And there was a white person there. And I was like, oh, geez, this, this again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, Hear me out. I don't like to racially profile. But uh-huh. if it's a Mexican restaurant, I do immediately feel better if it's like Mexican people working there. Yeah. And if I can smell beans out the gate. If I walk mm-hmm. in and smell food, we're in a much better spot. Yep. Two, uh, if I hear like black people commentating Smash Brothers, I feel much better. Right. You're you've. You live, you live here. You're like, this is not my home. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Certain things I'm accustomed to. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Right. I just realized you meant like if you were watching Smash Bros and there's some black guys commentating it, then you're like, this is an authentic cast. For some reason, I still thought you were entering the Mexican restaurant and oh. you heard <laughs> black guys commentating Smash Bros. <laughs> I was like, this is an interesting restaurant. Yeah. My local Mexican place is very authentic. <laughs> uh-huh. You're right, though. You're right, though. Um, like some of the most hype casts I've listened to are related to that. But like, like back to the story doesn't actually qualify when I walked in the door. I, this is more for humor. Um, but like there were, you know, white people working there didn't impact anything at the time. But now looking back on it, the food wasn't like seasoned well. And that was basically it. Like I. They were all fresh ingredients because I got like um, some sort of uh, burrito bowl thing with like carnitas and a bunch of things. And like I like carnitas. I really like carnitas. But I've never been in a situation where people like just didn't put any seasoning on it. And it's just like strips of chicken. Um, And it doesn't taste nearly as good. And like yeah. nothing else in the bowl tasted nearly as good. Yeah. It, you got to season the meat to have that flavor be a part of it. Yeah. Like I recently made Oh, my AC kicked on. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? Yeah, um, I didn't hear it. I recently made some ground beef. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll probably just use it later in the week or something. But I didn't season it. I just cooked it and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's the worst meat I've ever had. Like really I prefer rough. ground turkey with something. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, you really need it to be a part of the process versus just showing up later, like, hey, I'm the the sauce. I'm like Mm, nah, I was talking to Jenny. I was literally like, I think they just need MSG. <laughs> like they just gotta add MSG or something to this, and it'll probably be way better. But it just, you know, I don't know. I'm not used to that type of experience because I have gone to more authentic Mexican restaurants, which we love, and like you know what you're getting into, and there's going to be some seasoning in there. I guess this is this is the lesson. I don't usually think of such things as I don't really cook. In fact, saying I don't really cook is still misrepresenting. I don't cook. Um, but that's probably the most I've ever thought of seasoning, and that is a sign of a failure for that local local joint. <laughs> Even Jake said he should do this. <laughs> Literally that, though, yeah. I One, I think... I know I've been like saying it for years. I would like you to cook something for me. Please cook for me. Um, but I'll also, make a time. cheese quesadilla. <laughs> is that a quesadilla? <laughs> or is this in place of the tortilla? It's just all cheese. Oh, yeah, right. Well, there's one slice of cheese, and then you surround it with a, a, a multiple layers of cheese, and then you cook it, and then you're good. I'm imagining like Jake just opens the sh- like the shredded Mexican cheese, puts it in the thing, and it's using a spatula like form it into a half a half moon. Uh huh. That's more but, effort, though. But at some point, I would still like to cook with you. Mm-hmm. But this is a dream I have. It It's not a make or break type thing. Well, I just want to redeem myself from the one time I burned steak. I mean, I, I still thought it tasted good. So that's fine. Yeah. Good. Uh, I mean, the thing in, in the back on the deck, we actually have like a very old style grill. And I don't know if I trust it. I don't know if I trust the propane tank. And I'll probably just get rid of both of those. But um, no. it's very next just, to 
it's like dining room adjacent and then also it's gonna be nice out there so mm-hmm. at some point i'm probably gonna I'm, I'm gonna try actually getting a grill there and seeing if it works you know so when you say the one you have now is old style it's does that mean like, it's charcoal or does that mean it's just so old it is gas but it's like a prototype of the first gas grill i think <laughs> um but it is using propane it is using propane um but it's like i don't, I don't even know how to freaking describe it you know like those like cheap kind of weber charcoal um circular grills with like the the legs the classic the grill. Yeah, yeah 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 um it's like that but instead of being like metal and aluminum and things like that it's literally stone <laughs> i think um and i don't know how it's gonna work like i actually sold grills for a while at sears and none of that has prepared me to know what this thing is <laughs> because it looks so completely different i'm curious about what it is because i don't remember seeing it when i was there yeah but i would say if it does function or just verify to see if it does function yeah if there is some gas in the propane tank just try cooking like a chicken breast and seeing how it goes yeah but cooking with propane is like super easy because you just have to turn on the knob to allow gas to flow Mm -hmm. and then you have a pilot light boom fire done yeah. versus trying to manage charcoal charcoal and have it be an even cook is a fucking nightmare yeah. and i don't have the patience for it mm-hmm. it's also a clean king heat, of right? the hill yeah all right <laughs> all episodes of king of the hill i can't i can't hear uh propane and grilling and not not immediately think about it um but yeah that's uh that's probably gonna be coming up some point this summer Likely after after you move, maybe maybe when we do the housewarming party, we'll try to have stuff set up for that. I also have to clean off like the deck um, and the chairs and stuff back there because a lot of it's been in disuse because the previous owners were like elderly and not really doing a lot <laughs> for a while. So yeah. getting the cobwebs off. Rent a or borrow power washer and just mm-hmm. going to be probably easy. borrow one from. Um, I can name one person, a friend of the show, Gennaro, who's been on here as a guest. Um, and uh, I'll mention Mel, too. Gennaro and Mel. <laughs> In case she ever comes on. There you go. First reference was now. Also a friend of the show, for the record. Yes. Every, we, everyone we have lots a... of friends of the shows. Mm-hmm. Did you ever consider the friend of the show merch? Oh, my gosh. Like somebody mentioned it. I think it was Rachel friend of the show uh, yeah. probably mentioned it jokingly but at the same time i feel like if we could cheaply print that yeah we could just give it out to people oh yeah and then if somebody like has two episodes maybe even just one because like mm-hmm. they are kind of spaced out for when they would come back we're special rotating. friend of the show we have a special friendship uh-huh but it'd probably be like a, a cute novel idea. No, I think it would be. I kind of like that. And then it'll be like an inside thing. We can give them out at land, and people are like, why don't I have one? I'll be like, yeah. And then we'll move on from that point. Uh huh. But no, I think I... it just would be a fun thing for like a shits and giggles. Yeah. Maybe like a sticker shirt. Yeah, I think um, I, maybe I shouldn't express. My memory's not that great, but I'm pretty sure Rachel's the one that made the like frosted glass coasters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you by, for that, by the way, Rachel. Um, and it's really cool. I, like, I have it up there. It's on like the uh, I- Ikea Calyx. Um, and I would love to have more stuff like that, you know? So we should definitely commission some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we can no, have I think our it's a good idea. simple website. And have some things of like, hey, do you want this stuff in your house? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't. So please, please, here you go. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what's the next topic? I was going to say, how do you feel about abusing Cameo for doot doot intros on the Discord server? Abusing Cameo. What is Cameo? So Cameo is... a method of a famous celebrity or personality 
getting them to record a video message for somebody um, else. Typically, it's oh, like, gotcha. hey, James, uh, your friend Tim wanted me to say happy birthday. And right. my name is the voice actor for Voltron or something. Or like, like that. the Fortnite guy. And it's like in the three digits on the back. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember his name, but yeah. Um, could do something like that. Like you just have them do a generic template type intro and then oh, yeah. say a bunch of people's names. And then I could cut up the audio. Mm-hmm. And then you could have like, a, oh, you want a Chef John template? And then, I mean, I just ripped it from YouTube for the sake of me testing this out uh-huh. um it's like oh i'm not gonna do the thing but <laughs> i just think, I think stuff like cool. that would be entertaining but it would have more upfront cost because you are essentially commissioning the voice yeah i mean you could do something like fiverr or whatever just be like hey i because i'm sure they have to be very short clips anyways right like because your upper bound is you know a couple seconds because theoretically any of these could be playing in the middle of whatever else people are saying also the subnautica ones you got to check the volumes on those because those are like so much louder than everything else it's really funny when um ian leaves and um it's not reactor offline it's the uh ah crap uh cyclops the cyclops um captain powering down right yeah yeah, Cyclops powering down. Um, and it's just like, if he just leaves and everyone else has kind of forgotten that we were there in Discord because no one's been saying anything for a while, it is a shock <laughs> back to reality. Um, so I'm curious what the volume difference is, but those ones are loud as an aside. I do th- I do like the idea, though. I think that would be cool. All you could also same. get like a sound-alike for it because like, there's a, a Keanu Reeves sound alike i know on fiverr okay um and other people like that that'd be really cool i'm tempted to open a tab and do this now Um, (laughs) but i just think it'd be funny or entertaining Mm -hmm. because i really like the small moments of like oh that was a a cool thing just something that brightens somebody's day uh and i don't know i feel like novelty really makes that happen a lot yeah, the other the other nice thing about the intros in general is like I don't really have to say anything when I join a channel because like there's no such thing as the silent join anymore. Everyone hears your intro, yeah, and you can just say like "Hi," <laughs> you know, like it's already the introductory thing. So people usually say "Hello, boy" after I, <laughs> I join now, <laughs> um, which is pretty funny. Yeah. I- I definitely just want to build off of it. I need mm-hmm. to remind me after this, I'll send you the one that Jenny's going to have for her new one. Nice. It's It's been Jenny approved already. I just Excellent. need to coordinate getting that back up. No, that sounds good. I think it's a good idea. I'm all for more branding. I'm going to gonna take this thing worldwide. Obviously, and, here, well, and here's friend of the show. Right. We just have that for everybody. <laughs> we just remove all of the original <laughs> intros. But but we have somebody on Fiverr do it, not not use our own voices. Yes. Okay. All right. That one is better. Well, I, I meant that initially as a joke, but one good reason for that is if you if I'm on Discord and you hear my voice introducing somebody else, it would be very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, Here's no. friend of the show, Dave. What do you say? Oh, oh, it's uh, Ian's join noise. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's not the real Dave. It's a, it's a fake Dave. <laughs> it's the imposter. <laughs> you just have. Of... We should. What would um. You just have the vent sound for somebody, and that's their their intro and outro. Is they literally just vent? It's the vent sound from Among Us when you enter or leave a vent. Oh, I thought you meant like Ventrilo, and I'm like oh, trying yeah. to remember those days. I'm like, I don't know what that was. <laughs> That's a different idea. Is you have like a push to talk sound from a different application? <laughs> that oh would be God. evil, though. <laughs> Anytime I watch a YouTube video or like a Twitch vod, and I hear uh-huh. Skype, Discord, Discord, Skype. Yep. a phone, or like an instant message, I immediately get triggered because I go to check my notifications for something. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh. In the same way, you might watch a YouTube video. And they'll have like a mouse on screen. And so you move your mouse. You're like, let me get that out of the way. Fuck. All right. Yeah. 
that's about as evil as maybe not quite as evil, but within the same vein of evil as um uh music that has police sirens in it. Yeah. Like I don't know if they just don't think about it or they don't care, but I just instantly hate that nonsense. Unless it's just like the shortest thing and they immediately overwrite it with another sound and it fades out or whatever. It's legitimately It's jarring. Yeah. And I'm saying that merely being a white person who's yeah. just listening to good music, but yeah, and also not currently driving that much. But true, that is true. I did want to ask, what have you been playing lately? If you've been playing anything, I don't want to assume that you've been right. playing video games. I haven't been playing as many video games. Um, although, well, <laughs> now these aren't really new. I actually have plenty of unplayed games that I could start, but I just don't have the initiative after. I've been working a little bit more, doing more home improvement stuff and not putting as much time on it. But uh, basically, Blizzard Suite. Um, Overwatch a little bit more than usual, but still not as much as everyone else does. Uh, Also, do you intentionally sign on when I sign off? Because I will go to bed around like 11, 1130, and then I'll like check Discord notifications before i go to bed and then you're like oh jake's playing Overwatch." interesting (laughs) (laughs) well i don't usually start playing like overwatch then but sometimes um i wrap up whatever else i'm doing like Mm -hmm. in the evening and then i i get back on the computer to check stuff before heading to bed which is probably not the best like way to do it it's probably better to just you know sleep but i like to check in um but yeah a little bit of overwatch um clearing dailies and hots which I can do because the game's basically dead. Um, the uh, I actually played... So, like, we talked about Hearthstone a long time ago, but I played, like, six, maybe? Out, five, five or six hours of Hearthstone, like, last night. Oh, wow. Not, like, versus people. Never versus people. I'm not even using my own deck, just the single-player adventure content. But... I don't know. It was like fun and they have some like find lethal puzzles where you have to like draw cards from your deck and trade and you know change the board state, try to figure out how to solve it. Um and they've been putting like a lot of effort into them. There's like a whole campaign of one of these adventures for each character. Um I don't know, they're kind of just fun. They keep giving me rewards like card backs and currency and sometimes like a card unlocks and I'm like you guys don't get it my collection doesn't matter I'm never going to like use my cards for anything <laughs> but I guess it's still a nice gesture yeah it's probably obviously more so for the people who are playing and they just want the additional cosmetics or free free stuff to go along yeah. with the game that they'll branch off outside of the main PvE or PvP uh-huh. that's not cool though it is really funny, like how absolutely tangential my line of interaction is to like what they want, though. Because like I, when I launched up the game, they're like, "Hey, here are these previous expansions that are all being uh, rotated to wild." I'm like, "Cool." I didn't have any cards from any of those, but cool, you know, right? It's literally <laughs> so far behind. Or here's some card changes. These cards are nerfed, and these ones are buffed. And like, I don't have those cards. <laughs> <laughs> It's really so, hey, funny. did you read the patch notes? You're like, I don't play this game. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's it's literally just this curated single player experience. I really do and I do like the roguelike stuff still, so I might I might do that a little bit more. Um and Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors is the other one that uh I was putting a bit more time into because they their development clip is not like super slow. No, it's like once every one to two weeks they'll have Hey, we added an upgrade for this new weapon. Here's new character. Here's a new map. Here's some achievements you got to do. And I'll usually try and close them out once I yeah. see that they're available. Um, but I know Mike also started playing some, and he's been enjoying it. I don't uh-huh. know if he's still as rampant with it. And I'm still waiting for Jenny to play it. Mm-hmm. It's such a good like casual game. Like I say, casual in that it doesn't require that much depth. It's literally just do runs, get currency, spend currency, unlock things. 
can you press WAS and occasionally enter? You'll be okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. They added the, an evolve for the um, the lightning bolt. Love that one. That one actually feels really good. Because I felt like the meta was kind of solved the last time I was playing it. It's like these... I was literally sending damage numbers to Dave. Dave can attest to this. I was like, all right, here's, here's the build. And these are the ones that are underperforming. And these ones are performing. And like, this is why you should use the empty... Um, uh, empty book or whatever it's called. Empty tome. Yeah. Empty tome for for cooldown reduction. Even if you're not using the weapon, it upgrades. Um, but then they introduce these variables. They're like adding new weapons to it and new passives and stuff and new heroes. And I'm like, okay, all right, little little harder to solve. Have you played around with Ferragi at all? And then I'll get off Vampire Survivors because it's <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. So it's the upgrade of the guns. Where the guns go diagonally. Oh, dang. Hmm. If, if the answer to those things is no, I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, it's and no for now, we'll see but eventually. that sounds cool. Yeah, the upgrade for that is fucking silly. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, visually visually challenging at times. I but did I mean, have a little bit of the whole. Um, there was like the um, the cats. Uh one of the one of the new characters has like cats as their primary thing, and they just, she's like a witch, and they go across the screen and like attack enemies and interact with items and things. And if they like interact with an item, they'll do this like cat fight animation, um, which deals like a lot of damage, but it's also like very opaque, <laughs> and whatever is in that dust cloud is completely covered. I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. The game does get incredibly busy. With everything going okay, on. Okay, from Jake's description and Jake seeing my face sour, I realize now there there was more content added. Um, as far as I'm concerned, while we were recording the podcast, because I could have sworn I checked it yesterday. <laughs> That's yeah, I it was pretty recent. Um, and there's some other cool stuff. They're implementing some like new features. I think there's without spoiling it, there's like an unlock that um, changes the UI. Um which I thought was really cool. Um, and yeah, they're slowly building on it and making it more of a, a complete game. And it was like, what was it, like $3 or something? Yeah, it was incredibly inexpensive. So like, still a good recommend. Yeah, and again, I, I will buy it for you because it's it's 3 bucks. <laughs> right. Remember how I scoffed at 12 bucks earlier for a yearly purchase? Yeah, uh-huh. I, can, I can afford 3 um, if there are over 7 billion people in the world. <laughs> if we get that many listeners, hopefully I can still afford it. <laughs> yeah, well, let's put one ad. Let's run one ad if we get 7 billion listeners. Yeah, I feel like that'd be it within our budget. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the ad is your mom posting it on Facebook. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Uh, what have you been playing recently, though? Thank you for that segue. <laughs> Tunic. I've been playing Tunic. Hmm. Remember Tunic, it, the game I talked about every episode for three years. You were very excited for it. How's it? Uh, how's it delivering? Uh, it's super cute. It's very much like a nice, fun, isometric Zelda-like. I'm really enjoying the theming of it. My only downside at this point right now is it's a little confusing as far as overall direction where they okay. want you to go. Right. So, like, I had completed an area or two. And the one place that I went to very much seemed like I was underleveled or was missing an item for it. And so I was like, okay, I'll come back to it. I'll try again. And I was exploring around again. Couldn't really find anything. And then I literally went to Google. I'm like, hey, what do I do with... And then someone's like, oh, have you tried doing this? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that that was an option because the game doesn't tell you things. Gotcha. But you do okay. pick up pieces of like a, kind of like an old video game manual. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is not written in English. It's written in like these hieroglyphics with like some pictures. And you can kind of infer um, some stuff or it might have an overworld map. This is some Jonathan Jonathan Blow stuff. It's, <laughs> it's not that convoluted. It, yeah. I think it fits well with like the cute theming. Yeah. But there are definitely some points, like at least the one I'm describing, where I didn't know how to progress or that that one thing was an option. Yeah. Maybe I could have figured it out from like that piece I picked up. Um, but it wasn't super obvious to me. Mm-hmm. But then there's some other things on it where it'd be like, hey, you're in this dungeon. Here's like a little map of it. And it'll have like some notes on it. Like somebody was like, I think plot wise that you're not the first person to come through. 
this oh. world. Okay. And like, I think they were like jotting down some notes of some stuff. Uh, you also find some chests that are already opened. Hmm. So it's multiplayer. <laughs> Got to catch up there. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Again, like visually, it's delightful. Oh. Um, it's very, if you like cute old Zelda type stuff, I would say check it out. Yeah, you should have bucks. suspected that there were going to be multiple characters involved when they actually mentioned when you're like, you're going to be playing as Nick. You're like, ah, gotcha. As soon as you started the joke, I'm like, I know, I know, it's going. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's really cute. Um, I really liked um, Link's Awakening, um, which I think was aesthetically, you know, pretty similar to this. That it is important that these games, are particularly like, um, I guess it's not open world adventure games. That really does convey a different aspect to it. But adventure games with um non-linear progression or options like that um they have to be really intuitive with their mechanics because um, otherwise it it really sucks to like get all the way to where you need a key and it was like a long trek and you're like i don't know if i have the key or if i miss something or where i should get the key you have to be careful with that moment in games like this it's better to have like in my opinion, at least from to go to game design for a second, it's better to have a gatekeeper like at the front of this. That's like, Hey, you got the bow and arrow. Cause if not, everything behind me is going to be bad. Um, rather than letting people go all the way through the forest, reaching the door that requires the bow and arrow and all that crap. I'd rather know more up front, but that's maybe just me becoming more lazy in my old age. I mean, it could also be, at least for some of the earlier Zelda games, maybe like on 64, they probably would have said like, it really would be convenient if we had some bombs to blow up these rocks and uh-huh. then bombs would be highlighted in a different color. You're like, oh, I need bombs. Yes. And I yeah. feel like stuff like that is fine versus depending on how many options you give a player, it sucks to go through like the King's Quest of like, I'm going to combine the baloney and a stapler. Uh-huh. And you just keep trying things. You're like, oh, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. You want some degree of direction or intuitiveness to convey to the player, oh, this is what it be. And so they're just like, they're banging their head. The N64, Zelda's like specifically Ocarina of Time. More people played Ocarina of Time than Majora's Mask because Majora's Mask was timed. I get it. But like that's such a great example of it, right? There are hidden things where you could just like drop a bomb and uncover a hole in the ground for some extra stuff. Maybe a heart piece if you're lucky. Didn't the bomb create the hole in the ground? Yes. Did I say you drop a bomb into a hole? Well, you said it would... However you phrased it, I was like, oh, I'm going to pick on the semantics. It doesn't Ah, matter. I was just making a dumb joke anyway. Drop a bomb, create a hole, fall in the hole. Um, And like some of those things are like not the most obvious. Maybe it's just a circle of grass or something like that. But the key was... None of those things were main progression. If you figure it out, awesome. Here's your little reward for figuring it out. But we're going to have people that are roughly telling you where you should go, unless you take like a one-year break from the game and you just don't remember what the NPCs had said. Um, We're going beneath the well. We're going to, you know, Hyrule Castle. We're going to uh, all of the temples. Here's a literal, like, pause menu list of like all of the seals that you have and so you know roughly the remaining temples where should you go for water well maybe where the water people are (laughs) what about what about like desert that one's actually pretty obvious that one's the desert you know (laughs) like they they tried to make it like more intuitive so that people wouldn't fall off of that main path and i find that i really appreciate that rather than guessing yeah, sucks to guess. Mm-hmm. I remember there's the old story. I think it's like Castlevania 2 or 3. Uh, but there's one where to progress, you have to go to the leftmost side of the map and crouch and wait in a spot for like 10 seconds. <laughs> then a, like a tornado will come and pick you up and transport you to the next area. Yeah. And nothing in the game, as far as I remember hearing the story about, told you about it. Uh-huh. I think you actually probably had to like call in like a game hotline. 
I hate that. And yeah. again, talking about pay gating, it's <laughs> fucking predatory. Yes. But yeah, yeah now... most things are not usually that obtuse. Mm-hmm. But when things are, it just never feels good. Because yeah. if you ever have to say like, well, how would I have known that? Like with certain things, like with spikes, that's like a good visual indicator of like, that stuff's bad. Right. You've or, been conditioned. Yeah. If you have some type of conditioning, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I like stuff with that of like, hey, we kind of whispered this to you earlier. Do you remember what we said? That that stuff's fine. Right. But if it's just a random puzzle and not knowing if you have the pieces for it or not is always weird. Because yeah. like, why wouldn't you just move those further away? But I feel like in Tunic, there are definitely some things right now. Like there's some like hooks that are coming out of the ground. And it seems to be like a couple of them. Like, oh, I can probably find something later to connect those two to use it as a method of transportation or interact with them in some way. Gotcha. Now, because I played games for a long time, I'm like, oh, this isn't something I can do with right now. Because I have a sword, a shield, bombs, and like a wand. And those interact with it. So I'm going to come back later. So I have a mental note of that. But I could see somebody just coming in fresh like, oh, I'm going to check out video games for the first time. Tunic. And then it's just this random ass thing and they bang their head against it and they're like, meh. And then they just ignore it. Maybe at some point they will find that piece and then be like, oh, right. I can now do that thing. Oh, these were here. But yeah, usually like I think the traditional example of how you present that is um, you make the player do it once Mm -hmm. at least. So like the destructible walls in Zelda where it's just like there's a crack on the wall, Can't, hitting it with a sword doesn't do anything. You don't have bombs, but there is a very noticeable crack on that wall, and it seems weird. And then later you get bombs, maybe in a room with a crack on the wall, and now you know, now it's learned. So, I think they actually forced. They even they, they did more than that. The game's so freaking good. They literally forced you to use bomb plants first that would regrow so that you always had a bomb to try to progress to actually like oh before you actually had them in your inventory yeah yeah literally and it's just like it was like hold your hand tutorial style in retrospect but by the time you actually got bombs you're like this is just a portable problem solver and you already know the problems you can solve with it so it was i mean the benefit of using something like a bomb flower is because it's time limited because you're picking up a fucking explosive as a small child uh-huh. you very much have that radius of time where it's viable so yep. if you have a bomb plan you're like oh something within this radius can be can interact with the bomb mm-hmm. no it was ocarina of time is very hot take ocarina of time very good game <laughs> That's it's... not what I've heard. <laughs> I think it's one of GameSpot's literal 100s, and it's a lot of people's favorite game of all time. Those people haven't played Elden Ring. Anyway. <laughs> I actually was... Um, <laughs> I realize we're literally coming to time, so mentioning Elden Ring is dangerous at this point, though, Dave. Every time I do it, it's always a bait. But um, I was talking to people about things I didn't like about the game. Um, and concepts and things that I think could have been improved upon or things that could have used more time in development. All of these are with a caveat. It's still an absolutely amazing game. Um, Is this in the new Blasphemy channel on Discord? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's, it's not perfect, and I do think that it is actually... It might be useful at some point to talk about it uh, a little bit more. I know we haven't had that many episodes on it, Um for what we would have changed about it or what could have been different or what could have had more time uh, in development, I think. Um, I mean, we definitely covered some smaller items along um, the way, but nothing super major. Is there one that you want to at least call out now since you brought it up? <laughs> I guess as the preview, as like the literal preview, uh, Catacombs, because I think I also mentioned that one. So like, that's the one thing that I feel like is very noticeably copy paste content throughout mm-hmm. the game. Um, and yeah, I, I, I understand completely why it's there, but 
but I don't think it really adds that much to the game. And if they weren't in the game, the game would probably be better, in my opinion. But it's also, I don't know, I could hedge around that a lot. <laughs> I would disagree. I think if you took it all of like the catacombs and caves, it would feel a lot more empty. And it's kind of fun to like come across something while you're exploring like, oh, thing. And you go oh. open a door, you're like, what's this? And then you go check it out. Now, I do think they should be fleshed out more mm-hmm. to be a little bit more distinct. Because there were a couple distinct ones. Yeah, but usually yeah. if you're looking like early game area, a lot of them are like, okay, I get it. And then some of the later ones, I think, get a little bit more distinct because they're harder to find or more mm-hmm. niche places or more themed. Maybe but they just didn't need as many of them. And it would have had uh, just take some of the more basic ones out. Could probably do that too. There's one I want to mention. I know we're literally coming to time. I'm going to speak vaguely, slightly, to not spoil anything because I'm not putting a spoiler disclaimer for two minutes of talking about Elden Ring. Um, but there's one that like straight up gaslights you, as far as like reality is concerned, with repeating patterns, yeah. and. I kind of loved that. I was very confused at the time, but in retrospect, I kind of loved it. Um, that one, keep in 100%. Yeah, I like stuff like that because it was very much breaking the mold. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same shit again. You're like, wait a sec, I'm still in the same dungeon, right? What the, mm? uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool, unique twist. Yeah. yeah. Also, just less imps. I'll say it. They suck. Yeah, imps are pretty obnoxious enemy. Enemy, enemy um, type variety was actually another big gripe, kind of, um, particularly for some of the repetitive bosses where it's like, do you know this guy's moveset yet? Time to prove yourself. And you're like, I've fought 17 of these. Yes, I actually do know the moveset. I do know the moveset yeah. at this point. Looking at you, word trees, or whatever they're called. They're not like the trees themselves, but the um, ulcerated tree gar- roots. Or yeah, that's the other spirit. one. Because there's the guardians and then the tree spirits, I think, are the two. But Oh, you're talking about the uh, the knights. Well, there's the guys on the horses, too. But like the... um, <laughs> Each time you're mentioning a different enemy. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, I'm talking about the big guys with like... they. It looks like they have like giant shovels or gavels or something like that. And they cast spells at you. They're around the earth trees. Do you know what I'm talking about? They have health bars. They're bosses. Big guys with shovels that cast spells. Well, it's not really like a shovel. It's more like um, it's like a well, I was gonna say a spade, which is another name for a shovel, but it's like a giant mallet-looking thing. And they cast spells. They do cast spells usually if they jump in the air and then land on their butts. It's like, hey, holy! Here we go! Oh. You're talking about uh, like the base of the minor Erd trees. Exactly. All of those. Yeah. Because there's yeah, a bunch like... of those guys throughout the game, too. Yeah. It like once or twice is fine. Cause you'd be like, oh, I can prove that I know it. Mm-hmm. And that very much is like the Dark Souls. Like, hey, this is your first boss. Later, it's like, hey, we're going to give you three of those because it's been 20 hours. You know how to do uh, it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're definitely felt to be more repetition in some of like the dungeons or some of the other areas. You're like, oh, it's another cat sentry uh, demon. Cow okay. royal thing. Yeah. Hate those. Not a fan of those. Also, screw their resistances. <laughs> really high. Yeah. I guess uh I'll save some I'll save some I'll save some of the discussion there though. Any closing thoughts or words of wisdom for our listeners on this fine day, hopefully. If you are an ISP, not necessarily the people who work for ISPs, because I think any employee is by default innocent, except for the one who fucked up my internet. <laughs> that person can burn in hell. Um, <laughs> and they will. Don't worry about it. They will. <laughs> ISPs can go suck a fat one. All right. Well, it's weird motivational advice, but... Uh... We'll, we'll end on that. If you guys have any notes for things that you would have changed about Elden Ring, or maybe things you're dissatisfied in other games that you otherwise like, feel free to send those in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you could join the discussion on Facebook, owned by Meta, at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. 
And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night. Thank you.